0: Luke chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 8. This is what the scripture records. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen and had been told them. As we dive into the scriptures together on this Christmas Eve, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the sweet and wonderful gift to be together right here and right now. We thank you that whether we came in here believing that we belong or even as we sit in our chairs right now or stand on this silly platform, we think we don't. We thank you that, Lord Jesus, you declare that we do. We ask that this would not just be a Christmas gathering with a bunch of ordinary people, but that we would actually encounter your presence. It's all we want. So we ask that you would come and do whatever you want to do. That you would reveal to us just how much we're loved by you. Just how good Christmas really is. We give you all the glory and it's in your mighty name, Jesus, all the beloved said. Amen. Could you imagine that moment? Like Mary starts going into contractions as heaven is peering over the balcony. And then these shepherds get this news. That this Jesus, the son of man, the son of God, is about to enter into the likeness of his creation. Born into the dirt. This Jesus that we're all gathered around this Christmas season and tonight on Christmas Eve. This Jesus who holds all things together. The one who is unexplainably holy, good and beautiful and wonderful. This Jesus who is perfect love. The Jesus whom the scripture says all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell within. This Jesus who delivers us out of darkness and into the beauty of his light and his life. The one who offers us redemption and forgiveness of sin. This Jesus that, as we just read, is the good news of great joy for all people. The Jesus born at Christmas Day and he's not just a friend or just a Lord or just a distant God. This Jesus is in fact the Savior. The Jesus whom all of heaven never ceases to declare and even right now is declaring holy, holy, holy. This Jesus whom the multitude of the heavenly hosts in this passage of scripture that we just read say, Glory to you, God, in the highest. This Jesus who would live a perfect life, a perfect life, and then be strung out on a cross for my sin and for your sin. This Jesus who would then rise again and get rid of death forevermore. This Jesus who offers us life and invites us into his kingdom to be in relationship with the one true God who made us. This Jesus who says to us, I will be cast out so you can be brought in. That I will take it all so that you can experience my glory. That I will trade all of my holy so you could experience perfect love fully. This Jesus who looks at you and I and says, I will not give you what you deserve. I will give you far better. This Jesus who offers a new name, beloved. A new story, the gospel. This Jesus, who is unexplainably holy, good, wonderful, and perfectly loving. This Jesus, he was not forced to come. Do you know that tonight? That he was not forced to come, that no one twisted his arm to step off the throne of heaven and into a dirty feeding trough that we call a manger. That Jesus coming at Christmas was not an inconvenience to him. That no one made him do it. That right here and right now, you are not an inconvenience to the Son of God and the Son of Man. No, this Jesus, He wanted to. He chose to. He wants you. He chooses you. Oh, Christmas, it is perfect love coming to redeem His family because it's His delight to love you. Are you with me? Do you know that tonight? That this isn't just a good story. No, this is the gospel. The good news that the living God who made us, the one true creator God who absolutely loves us, He comes for us because He wants to. That God is not ashamed of His family. And you are His family. And He wants His family back. He wants us back. That's Christmas. So the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Key verse I bring you good news of great joy that will be for anyone and everyone. That verse is declaring to us that Jesus, he's not a metaphor, he's real. This all happened. That this is not just some advice that we should now pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and do something about. No. This is news about what already has been done. A Savior has come. That you and I, a lot of the times, we reduce this down to good advice for day-to-day living. And yes, Jesus and who He is has massive implications for how we should live. But first and foremost, it is all about what Jesus has done. That Christmas is not a holly jolly, now we as humanity can put ourselves to rights again. No, it's actually the exact opposite. Christmas declares for all people that there is no answer for the sin and darkness that swells within us. But I bring you good news of great joy. A Savior has come. And what we need now is not advice on proper living. No. We need to receive the news And respond to it. Tim Keller says, imagine a small town. Maybe one like this one. And let's just say that there's an enemy invading, an army invading and coming toward us. What that town needs is advisors. It needs advice. Someone should explain how defenses work, where the trenches should go, how the roadblocks should be set up, where the marksmen should be, where the tanks should go, and that the shelters should be over there. However, if a great king has intercepted and defeated the invading army, what does that town need then? It does not need advisors. It needs messengers. Messengers who say, I bring you good news of great joy that is for anyone and everyone. You don't need to worry about the invading darkness anymore. A great king has saved you. A king has intercepted death and darkness and destroyed it, destroyed it forever in his life and in his light. Now, you and I, we can choose to receive this news. Oh, let this news cause great joy in you and overflow out of you. Let this Jesus redefine and define your whole life. Live set free from death and darkness and step into the fullness of his love for you. Or you cannot. But let us make no mistake. It is for anyone and everyone. And let us make no mistake. The Savior is real. And it is only by His coming, only by His grace, only by His mercy, only by His death on His cross, and only by His resurrection that we are saved and made alive again. Where is Christmas for you tonight? What is Christmas for you tonight? Is it religious duty? Familiar story? Or is it awe and wonder and adoration? Has it erupted in your heart? Or still only on these pages? Floating thoughts in your mind? Or a gospel that changes everything? You see, it's all great and wonderful that Jesus has come. And His coming is good news of great joy. But for us, it begs the question, why? Why would He come? Why Christmas? Another Christmas passage, it has this singular verse in it that almost gets lost in the entire narrative. It's verse 21 of the beginning pages of Matthew. And it gives us the answer to the why. The scripture records, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. For he will save his people... From their sins. Do you know that you need saving tonight? Do you know that as my voice enters into this microphone and into your ears. That there is sin in my heart. That I am in fact a filthy animal. Do you know that we need saving tonight? Do we know that we need to be saved from our sin? But that is not doom and gloom. That it's not shame and guilt and ridicule and condemnation. No, it's awesome. Because we have a Savior. His name is Jesus. And He will save His people from their sins. Are you with me? This is incredible. That just as Haley read for us, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them is light shone. To us a child is born. To us a son is given. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. And He will save His people from, his sins, from their sins. All our lives long, we've probably heard a lot of things said about Jesus. We've probably heard a lot of things said about Jesus, I'm sure, this Christmas season and we even have tonight. And a lot of times at Christmas, we talk of who Jesus is. And oh, we could spend our whole lives long talking of who he is and never even scratch the surface. But in light of who Jesus is, what did he say? What was said by him? There's this amazing story recorded in the gospel accounts. You've maybe heard it before. You've maybe heard it a few times before. It's a story about a man who's never walked a day in his life. A man who can't walk and he just has to kick it on his mat all the days and watch the people pass him by. And he had heard about Jesus. And his friends, they had heard about Jesus. And the Bible says that his friends come and they pick him up and they carry him to the house where Jesus was. And when they get there, it's so crowded that they can't get in. That there's no room in the front door, that they scurry around the back and that there's no room in the back door. They try to peek in through the side window and there's no room through the side window. So the Bible records they go up on the roof and they dig a hole in the roof and they lower their friend who cannot walk down into the house where Jesus is. And Jesus, he looks up and he sees the friends, people who bear the image of the Most High God. And then he looks down and he sees this man who's never walked a day in his life, who bears the image of the Most High God. And the Bible records Jesus looks at this man and he says, Son, your sins are forgiven. I imagine all our lives long we've heard some things said about Jesus. That during this Christmas season, as you and I get all holly and jolly, we've probably heard quite a lot of things about Jesus. That even tonight we've heard some stuff about Jesus. But in light of who Jesus is, What he says, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, if you really imagine that moment, it's kind of a letdown. Like for sure for this man and his buddies and what they were thinking, right? Like after all, they brought their friends to Jesus for one reason. He couldn't walk. Jesus was a miracle man and Jesus just looks at him and says, son, your sins are forgiven. It's still a pretty amazing moment. But it's quickly interrupted, the Bible records, by these religious people. And they say, whoa, 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 hold on, Jesus. Only God can forgive sin. And they're grumbling in their hearts. But little do they know, this is Emmanuel, remember? This is God with us. God in a body, skin and bone, moving into the neighborhood. Only God can forgive sin, yes. And God is in the room. The one true God. Just called a broken, hurting, neglected, dirty man, son, and then forgave him of sin. But Jesus, the Bible says, he answers these religious people. He says, okay, okay, okay. You want to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins? Okay. So Jesus, he turns to the paralyzed man and he says, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And the Bible records that he rose and immediately picked up his mat, went out before them all, and everyone said, we have never seen anything like this. What a story. Pretty miraculous. Pretty wild. But the question for us has got to be, why did Jesus go about it this way? Why not just heal the man's legs and be on with it? Because Jesus in this moment Oh, Jesus in this moment is revealing the entire reason for Christmas. He is revealing our deepest need. Our real need. The man thought that he, his, most significant we, his most significant need was the fact that he couldn't walk. Maybe for you tonight you think your biggest need is something in your marriage, an issue at work, or at home. Some financial need or a parenting struggle, a past regret or mistake, a sickness or a blunder of some sort that needs to be made right again. And Jesus, oh, he deeply cares for all of your needs. He heals the man's legs, remember? He deeply sees, intimately knows, and has compassion and desires healing and fullness from all of your issues and needs and concerns. Jesus cares more than anyone about your life and all of your moments. But he came, Christmas, so that we might be forgiven of sin. Set free from death. That Jesus, he's interested in all of our conditions and all of our concerns. But he didn't come for that. Perfect love came at Christmas to offer repentance and give forgiveness. He came to offer a turning from an old life into eternal life. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For He will save His people from their sins. Though you and I all our lives long, we've probably heard quite a few things about Jesus. This Christmas season, even tonight we've probably heard quite a bit about Jesus. But in light of who Jesus is, what He says is our sins are forgiven. Our deepest and most real need has a healer. Our deepest and most real need has a Redeemer. That the first ever recorded words of Jesus in his public ministry as he steps into the redemption plan of all of humanity is the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's the Christmas invitation. That's the Christmas story. That's Christmas on full display. Because Jesus is not trying to get us into heaven. He wants heaven to get into us. That as we believe and come to know the kingdom of God is at hand. That as we turn from our sin, repent, and believe in the gospel. That as we come alive in grace and mercy and truth. That the king of glory was born into the dirt so that heaven would erupt in our hearts. That by his spirit start to create a garden again here and now. That Jesus, everywhere he went, he told people his kingdom was here and now. That Jesus, everywhere he went, he said, sin is forgiven now. And Christmas means that redemption is starting. And that redemption does not make its way into a theory. It does not make its way into our thoughts or ideas, but it makes its way into our heart. Because Jesus, he wants heaven here. The fullness of his presence and perfect love in us and for us. That's why no one had to twist his arm to hop out of heaven and into the world. That's why no one had to twist his arm to hop off the throne and into a dirty feeding trough that we call a manger. No. This Jesus, he wanted to. He chose to. He wants you. He chooses you. Christmas is the redemption of his family. Are you with me? Do you know that tonight? Do you know the good news of great joy that is for anyone and everyone is that because of Jesus we are invited by grace to turn from our sin, be forgiven, and experience His life in us forevermore. And that it is not doom and gloom. That it is not shame and guilt and ridicule and condemnation. No! It's awesome! Because we need saving. And we have a Savior. That we've heard a lot of things said about Jesus. But if we want to come alive in this, we must be transformed by what was said by Him. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus said, "Follow Me," and that invite was to anyone and everyone. Jesus said, "God so loves us that He sent the Son; that whoever looks upon Him and believes in Him would be saved." Jesus says things like, "Daughter, child, son, friend, beloved." Says things like, "Go and get the best robe and put it on Him and shoes on His feet." Says things like, "Are you tired?" Worn out. Burned out on religion. Come to me. Are you weary and heavy laden? Come to me. Jesus, he said a whole lot else. But he always invites the broken to come and follow. He always forgives the repentant sinner. He always speaks of life and light and never of death and ridicule. He takes the sin and death upon himself. If we want to come alive in this, we must be transformed by what was said by Him and by what He did. Your sins are forgiven because Jesus is the final sacrifice for the sins of humanity. That's what makes Christmas so incredible. That you ever notice in all of the Christmas narratives, in all of the Christmas passages, it speaks of shepherds out in the field keeping watch of their flock by night, just standing and guarding over the sheep and the lamb. Once that flock grew to the proper age, they would take all those sheep and those lambs to Jerusalem to have them sacrificed according to the law. They are standing guard over sacrificial lambs. But then the angel interrupts and says, go see Jesus. He's been born Savior. And he'll take the sins of the world. And the shepherds leave the flock and they go see Jesus. The shepherds leave the flock because they don't need those lambs anymore. For if the good news of great joy is true, and it is, then the final and true sacrificial lamb has been born into the world. And his blood will cleanse the whole law and make a new way by his grace. That you and I don't need a sacrificial lamb anymore because the heavenly father has provided the final and true lamb that will willingly be slain for the sin of you and I. And that the messages are saying to you and I right here and right now, You've got good news. Whatever you are doing to try to make yourself feel good enough, come and see Jesus. For a Savior has been born. That's Christmas. How do we receive it and come alive in it? The Bible says in Psalm 51, Lord, you don't want sacrifice, otherwise I would bring it. You want our heart. A heart that knows it is in need. In need of saving. Over and over and over again. Saving from the Savior and His name has always been Jesus. And He has only and always said, Your sins are forgiven to anyone and everyone who is called upon Him. Where is Christmas for you tonight? What is Christmas for you tonight? Just thoughts in your head looming around? Is it religious duty and familiar story? Or is it awe and wonder and adoration? Has it erupted in your heart? Or is it still only on these pages? Floating thoughts in your mind? Or a gospel that changes everything? Let's pray together this Christmas Eve. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are more real than we could ever imagine. We thank you that you look at us, the anyone and everyone, and that if we call upon you, you say that our sins are forgiven. We thank you that all that you have ever desired for us is the fullness of your life in us and for us and through us. Right here and right now, Lord God, I ask that you would move and work in such a way that we would come alive in you. That we would be undone by the truth and joy of Christmas. That you've done all the heavy lifting and you invite us to come and see, to come and see the Savior, to come and see perfect love on full display. Would you move in our hearts here and now so that we would see it, so that we would see you, so that we would know you? We thank you that you call us son. We thank you that you call us daughter. We thank you that you call us beloved would the truth of Christmas, the truth of your gospel erupt in our hearts and change everything about us. Holy Spirit, would you come and have your way? In your mighty name, Jesus, all the beloved said, amen.